WTN. Now we're waiting for John Harris to be with us momentarily. John Harris is with the Tennessee Firearms Association and there's some legislation going on at the state capitol where they're trying to pass some uh, new law that would allow 18 year olds to purchase guns. Now I have to be honest with you, I thought that we already allowed that but i think i'm i'm wrong and so john harris is going to help us with that it looks like he's already on the line hey john harris how you doing doing fine today family all right so what's the deal in, in fact when i called you this morning i go now what what is this legislation here in the state of tennessee 18 year olds can't buy guns well no no the legislation is dealing with a separate issue of once an 18 year old owns a handgun mm-hmm. or a firearm, mm-hmm. uh, whether they're eligible for a handgun permit and or whether they're eligible for the uh, permitless carry law that passed in 2021. Gotcha. So what does that mean exactly? Because <laughs> I'm okay. honestly very confused. And, so, and London Lamar is very much against this, and I'm trying to figure out why. Now, she, you know, in Memphis... There's a major, she has a major problem in her area, more so than any other city here in the state of Tennessee. But she thinks that whatever this law is that they're debating would be detrimental to Memphis, and I'm not really sure why. Well, I I tend to agree with your uncertainty because I watched her uh, comments from yesterday in the Senate Judiciary, and and the, the clear conclusion from what she said is her comprehension is devoid of any understanding of the application of the Second Amendment based upon what the U.S. Supreme Court has said in three separate cases. Mm -hmm. And her opposition is based upon a continued effort to draw a uh, policy regarding firearms regulation based upon the concept of reasonableness that Justice Thomas in the Bruin decision just last June said is no longer a permissible inquiry. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she's just completely delving into a pond that the court has said is it's irrelevant sad. and yeah. immaterial yeah. to the question. Yeah, gotcha. All right, so um, the panel, I guess this was a Senate Judiciary Com- uh, Committee on Tuesday voted to drop the bill. Yeah. Mitless gun carry age two eighteen so, to twenty one. Here's what's going on with this particular bill. And in the House it's called House Bill one thousand and five by Representative Grills, and in the Senate it's Senate Bill fifteen oh three by Senator Stevens. Mm-hmm. The House bill came through last Wednesday and is moving to the House floor and and has as of last week picked up the co-sponsorship of Speaker Sexton. So it's Mm. got good momentum. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The House version of the bill does three things that move Tennessee closer to what I refer to as real or true constitutional carry. First, it eliminates a provision of state law that we've had since about 1801 that makes it a crime to carry a firearm anywhere in the state at any time and then create, and for example, even including your own home. Mm-hmm. And then the statutory structure creates a number of affirmative defenses that you as an individual could show to an officer, a district attorney, or a jury 
such as, hey, I've got a handgun permit. So the one, the first thing in the bill is it, it, it eliminates this presumption that it's a crime to engage in constitutionally protected activity, which should come to the relief of everybody. Right. Second, it transitions or proposes a transition from a handgun carry or a handgun permitless carry to a firearms permit or a firearms permitless carry. Now, we have had that to some extent since July of 2014 with the vehicle transport law, which lets you transport loaded or unloaded any firearm Mm -hmm. as long as you legally possess it. Uh, But when you take a look at the Supreme Court's decision in Bruin and McDonald and in Heller, in all three cases, the court makes it quite clear that the Second Amendment is not limited to handguns. And so a continuing restriction on weapons other than handguns uh, violates the Supreme Court's consistent interpretation that arms are protected to civilian use, ownership, and possession from government regulation, and not just handguns. Hmm. And then the third thing the bill does is it um, deals with this gap for 18, 19, and 20-year-olds that is in current law and, in fact, was reaffirmed in the governor's permitless carry law in 2021 that was carried by Representative William Lamberth and Senator Jack Johnson. And it's addressing that issue because now a lawsuit is being resolved in federal court in East Tennessee where the state of Tennessee has conceded in a settlement agreement that Governor Lee's bill in 2021 that Representative Lamberth, who's an attorney, carried in the House, and Senator Johnson, who's the uh, caucus leader, Republican caucus leader, carried in the Senate, on its face violates the Second Amendment, Mm. on its face violates the 14th Amendment, and constitutes a federal civil rights violation, so much so that the state's also agreeing to pay just under $50,000 in legal fees to the plaintiffs. Mm. And so the House version of the bill dealt with all of that. Now, yesterday, the Senate took the bill up, finally, Senate Bill 1503, and Senator Stevens proposed an amendment that would have mirrored the status of the bill in the House. And then the problem that we were anticipating and that we, in fact, ran into was the Senate Judiciary has nine members on it appointed by Lieutenant Governor McNally. Of the nine members, two are Democrats from Shelby County, Mm -hmm. and seven of them are Republicans. And we all know that Republicans typically are eager to tell us that they support the Second Amendment and that they own guns themselves. Well, of the seven Republicans on the committee, four of them had given indicators that they would not support Senator Stevens' bill as amended. And those four were uh, Chairman Todd Gardenhire, Mm -hmm. Senator John Lundberg, Senator uh, Paul Rose, and Senator Britt Taylor. So Brent Taylor offered an amendment to the bill that is actually what came out of the committee. That amendment 
strips out the language that would have repealed the intent to go arm clause. It stripped out all the language about long arms. And, and ultimately, the only thing it did became, frankly, moot, is it essentially says we're amending the statutes to allow individuals 18 and up to get permits or carry without a permit, assuming they meet the qualifying elements, which is what the state's now going to be under a federal mandate to do anyhow. So it really ended up gutting the bill rather than making any constructive improvement to it. Interesting. Very interesting. And then you've got L- London Lamar making headlines, saying, making statements that don't really even apply. Oh, no, no. I mean, she's, she's what Justice Thomas said in the Bruin decision is that the public debate about reasonable regulation under the Second Amendment has already transpired in this nation when the Second Amendment was adopted and ratified in 1791. And the Supreme Court case uh, now holds clearly that unless a restriction existed in 1791 or an analog, something very similar to the restriction existed in 1791, then constitutionally the state doesn't even have the capacity to consider a restriction that was non-existent at that time. And the problem we see with senators like London Lamar, Brent Taylor, Paul Rose, and the representatives from Bill Lee's administration, Elizabeth Stroker, who represents the Department of Safety, and the uh, uniformed officers that came in from TBI, uh, or from the Department of Safety, and then the spokesperson mm-hmm. from TBI, mm-hmm. none of them are, are paying any attention at all to what the Supreme Court said about the uh, even the discretion of government to consider regulations unless they can first demonstrate that a similar regulation existed in 1791. Hmm. So where do we stand at this point moving forward? What do we need to be keeping our eyes on with our legislature? Well, we need to keep our eyes on them constantly, but more specific to your question. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The bill, I think, is in pretty good... uh, format coming through the House with one sort of technical exception where they've added an amendment to it, a provision to it, that conflicts with three existing statutes. I think Mm -hmm. that's got to be cleaned up and addressed. But otherwise, it hits the three major points we started off discussing. Gotcha. The Senate version is an abrogation of constitutional stewardship. They should be ashamed of what they brought out of Senate Judiciary yesterday. Gotcha. All right, we're going to keep our eyes on it, John Harris. And, of course, if anybody wants more information, they can always find you at the Tennessee Firearms Association, correct? That's right, TennesseeFirearms.com on the Internet. And Tennessee Firearms is also a Facebook group where they can join in and ask questions and get direct answers. Excellent. And I know you send out newsletters, too, from time to time, uh, keeping people uh, in touch with what kind of legislation is being discussed, because I get those. So so you can get those, you know, if you sign up. Yeah, they're up. free. Anybody's <laughs> welcome to, to sign up and just get on the list, and 
there, like I said, absolutely free. Excellent. All right. Thank you, John Harris. I appreciate your time today. Have a great day. Try to stay out of the rain.